My life in Chinatown marked the early stages of my disorienting anorexic existence. The summer I was set to return to NYU for my sophomore year, I got a letter informing me I would be living with my freshman year roommate, Miranda, my best friend, Stella, and a fourth person we didn't yet know. I also found out that my apartment was at Lafayette and White Streets, in the heart of Chinatown. I had stayed in Chinatown only once with my mom, the summer of my freshman year orientation, and we'd both been a little frightened by our experience. We quickly switched our accommodations upon taking one good look at the dingy, narrow, winding streets. People navigated them so naturally compared to us. Going into my sophomore year and already somewhat accustomed to the eccentricities of New York City, I was decidedly less worried about my surroundings and more concerned about the number of people I could fit into my new apartment for parties. On the first day of my Chinatown life, we packed the family SUV with my college belongings. I drove from Boston to New York with my parents, my sisters Francesca, or Fran, and her boyfriend, Rick. My boyfriend, Josh, had just begun his senior year at JMU and was unable to accompany us. While Rick helped my dad with the heavy lifting and moving, my mom and Fran helped me put my clothes and books neatly away. We had to work around the wreckage Stella had wrought during a party she'd hosted the night before. The rest of the apartment was a perfect picture of college chaos, complete with overflowing garbage cans, discarded beer cups, an empty fridge, strangers passed out on the couch, and loud music blasting from the other bedrooms. This was a picture of the lifestyle I would live all year, and the rest of that day would prove to be similarly symbolic. While eating lunch with my dad at a nearby restaurant, Rick found a clump of hair in his garlic chicken that forever spoiled his taste for Chinatown. As I unpacked with my mom and Fran, they munched on sandwiches that I refused to touch. I remember their puzzled looks about my attitude. Skipping a meal because I was too busy was normal. Part of me knew, however, that this desire to refuse food was not born solely from my eagerness to get settled. But at that point, I didn't understand what was really happening. Life in Chinatown was erratic. As soon as my family left, my friends from freshman year began to trickle in, and before long, we were all camped out on the wood floor, catching up and drinking. The people who'd been there a week were already living off of McDonald's takeout. Apparently, McDonald's would deliver to residents of Chinatown, though, at the time, they did not deliver to any other part of Manhattan. None of us knew why exactly delivery was available exclusively to our neighborhood, but most of my friends agreed that it was a welcome convenience. Those few days before the commencement of classes were spent in disarray. I like to think that I was living a cool, bohemian life. In fact, any time I feared my lifestyle might be destructive, I excused it by calling it boho, hipster, or indie. I liked the fact that my apartment was a mess, that there was never any food in the fridge, and that people were camped permanently on our sofa, loveseat, armchair, and floor. There was so little space and so many vagabonds. I liked the fact that I could go out and party as much as I wanted and still manage to wake up and accomplish daily tasks. Freshman year had seemed so long and challenging as I tried to figure things out, adapt to my surroundings, and make friends. 
but by sophomore year, I had only one goal. Party as much as possible and still do well in school. That year went by like a blurry dream. For a while, my plan worked. I went out almost every night, had fun with my friends, and continued to perform well in my most difficult classes. I seemed to have a never-ending supply of energy, but in the rare moments when I paused and tried to look inward, I knew something was seriously, dangerously amiss. I was afraid to admit that the real source of my boundless energy was my developing addiction to starvation. Infatuated with anorexia, it started to become my drug, and like most drugs will, it lit an artificial fire within me.